Hey, good morning, Nashville. This is the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC, where we talk all things real estate. And Andrea is singing about how it's hot in here, so she's going to take off all her clothes. Sing it, sing it. No. Uh, come on, come on. Uh, uh. It's so hot in here. So, come on. You need to stop singing. Come on, man. I know I can't I don't, sing. I don't sing. Oh, yeah, you do. No, no, you karaoke girl. No, Jimmy, does she sing? I heard she karaoke's. I don't know. Uh huh. Come on, you got to tell a story. This is a show about all things real estate, so let's keep and, it. And we got a little <laughs> intro second right now. Come on, we're, we're talking about karaoke. I don't want to talk about karaoke. Come on, don't be blushing. <laughs> oh my god. My goodness. husband hears this. He has a video of me singing karaoke. Then randomly, better. he'll just play and hand the phone to me. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> oh, That's fantastic. Gosh. That is fantastic. One time we were down on Second Avenue and they were singing karaoke. And the windows were open and everything. And my son jumped up on the window ledge oh, wow. and started limp syncing behind the person. <laughs> and the whole place broke out and was laughing and cheered. And oh, the man. person who was singing karaoke thought it was for them. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. really great. Karaoke, photo bomb, stage bomb, whatever you want to call it, man. Oh, that's great. That's awesome stuff, man. Hey, my hat's off to you because I can't stand karaoke. And I know I can't sing, so I'm just like, get up there. Dude, I can't. Uh-uh. I, I mean, I can't either. I just have fun with it. It takes yeah. a drink or two in me to. It takes several more. Well, then I guess we'll get a that. couple drinks in her and we'll hear the story later. Yes. Um, no. Okay. Jimmy, we're going to have to do a live live broadcast down from the local brawl. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Set it up. <laughs> in any event, we are going to talk about some real estate. And uh, as you know, we have Miss Andrew Brewer from Benchmark Realty on. Hello, all. Hello. I'm well. Thank you for having me, Mike. Of course. And Mr. David Lukey from Capital Homes, how are you, man? I am excellent. How are you doing? Outstanding, brother. Outstanding. And I am your host, Michael Thayer with Waterstone Mortgage. MLS license 173264. We got the legal stuff out of the way, so we'll get into the fun part, man. Uh, You know, if this is the first time you've caught the show, listen to it. Man, you need to go out to the website at moneymanmike.net uh, or on Facebook at moneymanmike radio. Again, moneymanmike.net or moneymanmike radio. And check it out because you can download the podcast or you can even watch the videos because we've high def video at all. So you can watch when Andrew sings, when she does all of her behind the scenes stuff or. When David does his stuff, or Jimmy and I do ours, you know, it's it's all comical stuff. The behind no, no, the scene no, no. outtakes. Jimmy is never on camera. Shush. Okay. Jimmy. See, they might tune in and look at every video to get a, a glimpse of like, the, who's the infamous JT. Yeah. Who is Jimmy? Exactly the question <laughs> I ask every day. <laughs> every day. Who is Jimmy? Uh, Mr. Jim. <laughs> no, man, but uh, check it out, man. There's all sorts of cool stuff out there. We post all the stuff from the show, all sorts of great resources and everything out there, and you can catch up on all the stuff that we uh, talk about. But this week, man, we're going to get into some cool, cool stuff. We're going to talk about three questions you need to ask yourself before you buy your house, much less your dream house. But three serious questions you need to ask before you buy that house. And then what do rising home prices mean for... Uh, homeowners, and then we're going to get into renovation loans. Uh, we always talk about how to do some of these things with, you know, the houses being bought already, or doing some remodeling projects, or you know, building new homes with David at Capital Homes. But what if you find that house that, you know, it's all, you know, beat up a little bit, you know, needs some love. It's not exactly turnkey or whatever. How do you, how do you go in and buy it and fix it up and make it your own dream home when? And make it all work if you don't necessarily have all the cash ready to go to 
do the rehab. So we're going to talk about how to do that. But uh, we're going to get into these other topics first. But uh, you guys got any questions before we jump into no, it? No, what are the three questions, man? You got three? You're dying. I'm dying of anticipation. You dying. dying. Jimmy, you got a drum roll, man? Jimmy, man. That's even better. Man, did you take Spanish at school? See, see, you're not right, girl. <laughs> Why am I buying this home in the first place? Oh, which kind of seems like an obvious question, but yet some people would not know the answer to that. Exactly, which is crazy, right? Why are they buying that home? You know, we call it dominant buying motives. What are your dominant reasons for buying a home? Because because it's easy to think of twenty reasons. But if you can try to encapsulate the three reasons, the dominant reasons you're trying to buy the home, it really helps you focus where you're thinking. Yeah. You know, you, a lot of this is things when I'm showing people houses that they probably haven't thought about that I'm going to bring up. Yeah. Like, okay, well, this is out in the middle of nowhere, and it takes you an hour to get here from the city. Mm-hmm. This is not going to be an area that's going to take off and fly off the charts in a few years. Correct. So if you move in a little bit, somewhere that it's going to move out to, that's going to be a better investment on your money yep. and, you know, help build your wealth and your portfolio. But wonder if privacy is more important to them than investment. Well, it depends on the person. I'm just saying in general, there's things well, that, I always point out, and, I'll, and one of the main things when yeah. I'm showing houses is the resale value of it. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's kind of the point that I'm trying to, you know, I'm agreeing with you, you know, is, is if you're focused on what your dominant motives are, I want privacy. That's my main motivation. I want privacy. And I don't really care about convenience or about investment is important, but it's not the, the my motivation. Yeah. Then living an hour outside of town out in Cheatham County is probably a good idea for you. Yeah. Whereas if you want that convenience of being able to get downtown, you know, and I, I, it's funny because I think people ought to think about these things too when they're renting as well. My son is too young to buy a home right now. He's living out there in L.A. in Culver City, and, and he keeps looking at places that are cheaper farther out. And I keep saying, "Okay, Zach, but <laughs> please let's talk up. about what you like to do, yeah. how you like to live your life, and are you saving money by paying a hundred dollars a month less in rent after you figure in how much you got to commute." Right. Yeah. And how much, how far out do you have to go in LA to make a house affordable? A long yeah. way. You're like, well, my commute's San three Francisco. hours. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're so, commuting via the airplane. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, I, I just, like you said, you know, what's the motivation? Is it family? Absolutely. I you got know, you. If family is the motivation, does the school system match up with your family needs? Right. If it's cultural, well, we're going to send our kid to a, a parochial private school anyway, then that's, you know, the, the public school is not as big an, an issue. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so going back to what you're saying, focusing on that. Yeah, I mean it's 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 important, man. I mean, you throw the finances out of the out, out of the conversation for a minute, but I mean, you got to focus in on privacy, yeah. kids, yeah. family. You well, want private? I mean, just, and then some people, all they want to know is how's this investment going to do for me? Bingo. Yeah, it's it's all in what you stay focused on that. Yeah, to yeah. each his own. Everybody has their own yeah. reasons. Yeah, they want to control their own space. You know, whatever it might be. So. Hey, we got to jump out to this break, but um, we get back. We're going to finish up with the three important questions you need to know before you buy your home with David and Andrea here on the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You are listening to the Money Man Mike Show. She's going to sing it out. Come on. She's going to sing this one? Come on. This is your speed now. 
who had a teenage daughter who attended Hopper Valley Junior High. Uh. No, get back to the show. <laughs> come on, come on, keep it. No, go, I'm not go. Singing song, she did sing a little. I got to give her credit. That was great. That was fantastic. That was a good, good pickup on you, JT. <laughs> and that was Miss Andrew Brewer. Yes, and you can see her with the vocals of the year. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And where are you where are you singing this weekend? <laughs> um, nowhere. My her house in privacy. Her bathtub. <laughs> Oh, man. Hey, we were talking about three questions you should ask yourself before you buy a home. Um, And number one, we were talking about uh, why am I buying the home in the first place? And number two, uh, you guys kind of touched on it um, in our first first segment there was where our home value is heading. You know, because that's the next thing that people buy homes for is because of the investment value. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, where is the house located? What's the appreciation rate? What's his house? What's the return on the house? The return on the investment going to be? And you know, if I'm going to be in the house three years, five years, seven years, what's my return going to be? Am I going to be better suited to buy a house for rent, depending on what the market's doing? Yeah, I, I w- I'm going to add two thoughts to that question because I think it is a good question. Which way our home value is going? But the two thoughts are number one: before you ask yourself that question, the first question is, what's my timeline? Exactly. Because if you ask the question, which way our house value is going in 2011, and you said, oh, man, they're going down. I'm not buying. <laughs> you missed a golden opportunity. Heck yeah. You missed a golden. Because oh, yeah. tell me what year was better than 2011 to buy a home in Nashville? Uh, I think the answer is never. Not, no. Never. No. Okay. But home values from 2009, 2010, 2011 were going down. Yeah, I think... I'd agree with about 11 was about. So when my brother bought in 2011, much to my his brother's twisting and pushing <laughs> and prodding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my sister bought in 2012, the first part of 2012, because I, again, was pushing and prodding, saying mm-hmm. this is now the time. Right. Their time window was long enough that if, even if the market had continued to kind of go down, it wasn't going to go down much more right. as far as I was concerned. Yeah. It was close to the bottom. There was there was time. They had five years. It was time enough. It turned out they only needed five months. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it, there's time enough. And so don't get too tied up in knots about which way home values are going. Don't, For example, if you look right now, you say, oh, home values are going up 10% a year. I can only own the house for three months, and I'm going to be able to sell it and make money. I would not. Mm-mm. I'm you know you. that you got to be a little more cautious about it right. than that. So yes, which way are property values going? Mm-hmm. But also, what's your time horizon, mm-hmm. and how does that connect with that? Do yeah. you agree with that, Andrew? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that's an excellent point. Very excellent point. And then uh, to kind of segue right off of that is where are mortgage rates going? Yeah, yeah. It's the next big question, and it's that's kind of an an obvious question, but yet at the same time, it's to me. When you look at the historical rates, even though the window, to use the exact same description or to mm-hmm. describe it the exact same way that you described it, the window for the rock bottom lowest possible, you know, the 3% mm-hmm. rates, that window's gone as far as getting it without paying any points. But even if you're locking in at 4%, 4.5%, even if you're locking in at 5%, mm-hmm. that's still historically low rates. And we've talked about it in the past, but it's also about that spread. Oh, yeah. that, that what they call a yield curve, mm-hmm. right? Because if long-term rates start to move up and short-term rates stay down, mm-hmm. you really ought to take a close look at 
arms. Yeah. yeah. But as long as that, what they call the yield curve is flat. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you know, you there's not a lot of benefit to going with an arm no. or any kind of a shorter term, even a 15-year, when the yield curve is flat. And you can actually bing that <laughs> instead of Google it if you want. You can bing it with yield curve. Just I mean, bing uh, it. Just bing it, baby. <laughs> See, you are a little karaoke machine this morning. <laughs> Bam. Bang it, bang it. Come on, Jimmy. <laughs> Come on, dude. You got to mix it up in there. Ooh, that's funny. You think I just like create these songs out of the top of my head yeah. or something? <laughs> You're the master. You're the guru. So, yeah, but there's your three top questions you need to definitely ask yourself. So, why am I buying this home in the first place? Which seems like, you know, like we said before, just the obvious thing, but many people don't think about it. I mean, they don't yeah. really, really think about it. But put the price aside, the finance aside, why are you really buying a home? Mm-hmm. Who are you being pushed to buy a home? Who's pushing you to buy a home? Are you buying a home for your reasons? You know, wh- why are you buying? Where are you buying? I mean, just there's all sorts of things that you really need to sit down. You know, make a, make out your pros and cons. Make out a chart. You know, figure out what's going on, and then sit down and talk about you know where's the values going, and then uh, where are the rates going, and you'll probably end up with a better decision and a better location than what you would have initially set out and arrived at. And then, with the values going up, what does that mean for homeowners? Mm. I mean, that means... Equity? Instant equity. Well, not instant equity, but in some cases, instant equity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, it's it's. we've talked about several times how you buy, let's say, the average home. Let's just use like four, I mean, 400, 200 or 225, 250, and just average appreciation rates throughout the U.S. and how that house will build... $45,000 worth of equity in a five-year period. Mm-hmm. So if you've got kids that are approaching the ages of needing to go to college or you put them into private uh, uh, high schools or something like that, that might be some of your education funds. Mm-hmm. Or let's say you're wanting to finance some sort of whatever. You know, you might be able to pull that money out and use that for financing that, or maybe you're going to pull that money out and, and downsize and go buy something else, and now you can be mortgage-free. You know, I mean, there's all sorts of things that you can do with that with that spread and, and that equity gain, and it's free money. You know, just getting in there and, and being part of it and participating. I, I like to think of purchasing a home as a hedge against inflation. Because when, when inflation gets out of hand, which it hasn't in a whole generation. No. I mean, but when it does, your house goes up in value a lot too Mm -hmm. because everything else is going up in value. So it's hedging your retirement against inflation because your house is going to go up at the same plus or minus, Mm -hmm. usually plus the same rate as inflation. Right. Something was really interesting. I was listening to somebody on CNBC talking about how inflation was even more tame than what people say it is because when you take out housing – there's inflation's even lower than than the the right. top line number, and fortunately, somebody else who was an expert on there said, "How do you take housing out of the inflation equation? Why <laughs> why would you take housing out of right. the you yeah. know? I mean, that's like a fourth of people's income. That doesn't seem like good math chunk. to me to say, you know, you know, there's take out the housing inflation mm-hmm. and." You know what? The, what that does mean is that housing is appreciating faster than most other inflationary things. Yeah, but you know it is kind of funny to say, oh, housing inflation. Housing inflation doesn't impact people. Yes, it does. It does. Yeah. 
there's in this one little uh, post that we put out there, the home equity gain uh, by CoreLogic. And again, we've talked about CoreLogic's, the importance of CoreLogic because um, they are owned by First American Title, which basically, what, how much, what does Chris Corbeau from Midtown say that they represent? Is it like, it's well over 50% of the closings yeah. in the it's U.S.? Like 70. 70? It's some large amount of the closings throughout the entire U.S. So, I mean, they have this huge, just massive amount of data that they pull and come up with these numbers. But basically, the average equity gain year over year by state here in Tennessee was $10,000. Wow. Which, that's everywhere in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Podunkville to here in the major areas. And then you go out to like te- uh, Texas is 11. California is 26. Washington, is, state of Washington, that is, is 38,000. Mm. Uh, New York, uh, 25,000. Florida, 14,000. Wow. I mean, every place is pretty much up. There's very few that have no reading or, or flat. I mean, every place is up. So, I mean, yeah, there's equity everywhere. Yeah. And there was a really interesting article in this weekend's Wall Street Journal about people's debt loads. And, and how they're dropping. Yeah. It's a great article um, this past weekend. So uh, maybe I'll go back Bring and it back. post that. Yeah. yeah, it's a really good article. Look at Andrew. She got to get in the groove on. You going to take us to the break? You going <laughs> to sing it out? No. Come on, you going to sing it? I don't want to sing. Come on. Don't put me on the spot. You've been listening to the Money Man Mike radio show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. We'll be right back. Bam. Just bing it, bing it. Just bing it. Hey, welcome back to the Money Man Mike Show slash the Andrew Brewer Karaoke Hour here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. Come on, what you gonna sing this? I've been over here. I've been treating this daggone microphone like a speed bag. I keep knocking into it. I've never done that before. (laughs) Jimmy, am I making you crazy yet? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Yeah. <laughs> you were too busy getting the mic. <laughs> I think everybody's having just a different <laughs> off day today. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing over here, banging into the thing all the hey, time. Hey, it's all right. It's a good day, man. It's a good day. You're playing the drums over there, beatboxing for her. I promise we have not been drinking, <laughs> listeners. Uh, I cannot make that promise. Yeah, I was about to say, what do you have over there? Um, that's some water. <laughs> sure. There's only coffee in my cup. <laughs> Any of that. We're going to jump into the renovation part of today's show, and before we get into it, we're going to do one little piece of uh, industry lingo, and uh, we're going to talk about repair escrows versus renovation loans. And a lot of people don't understand the two, but basically, a repair escrow is where you you get a you have a property where the appraiser goes out and the appraiser. Finds makes, a defect. Finds a defects and makes the appraisal subject to that repair. And you have to close, typically you have to close with an appraisal that is as is instead of subject to those repairs. And the defect could be paint this, scrape the paint I've, here. I've got one right now where the, the people who built, who owns the duplex built a screened-in porch on top of their deck. Okay. And obviously, the deck was not engineered to support the weight of a ceiling and a roof. Oh, got it. And so, wisely, the appraiser said it's subject to the removal of the screened-in porch because it's about to fall down. Okay. 
And so they escrowed us a substantial amount of money. It was not a small, it was probably six or 7% of the total value of the house. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a substantial amount of money. Okay. So you take and put that money into escrow, which is basically an account that's sitting at the title company. And the title company manages that to make sure that those repairs are done uh, typically within, depends on what the repair escrow says, states it could be anywhere from two weeks to four weeks, no more. Typically, they don't like to see them more than 60 days, depending on what kind of work it is. But there's typically a designated time to have the work completed, and then the the appraiser comes back out, certifies that the repairs have been completed and is satisfactory, and then they change the appraisal to completed as as uh, required, and the repair escrow is closed. The person that did the work, they're paid out of the escrow account, and any extra funds are, repl- are released back to the person that put the funds in there. So that allows you to go ahead and close, get the repairs done after closing, and everything goes as is. But it's typically small repairs, nothing major. Even in this case, that sounds major. It's not that big of a deal. But if you get into where you're wanting to do a kitchen remodel, you've got some sort of structural issue. Let's say you want to build a, um, and let's say you want to add on a, a new master bathroom or a new master bedroom, or you want to, you know, expand the house by a thousand square feet. You want to put a pool in. You want to do some landscaping changes. You want to do whatever. You want to put a new roof in. Then now you're starting to get into major changes that are going to require you to do a renovation loan. And then that's when you get into the total renovation package. And you really have a couple different choices on what you can do. And a lot of people don't realize that you can buy a home utilizing a renovation loan and buy it, get everything set up, finance your repair cost into your loan and have all the repair work done after closing. So this is great because you said finance all your repair cost into the loan. Yep. And and I run into customers sometimes when I do remodels that say, I want to pay cash for my remodels. They don't want to finance it. I want to pay cash for it now. And you're like, sweet, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to tell you what. I would... To protect the customer and then therefore protect me, because I do believe in that, you know, that if the customer is well protected, they feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. It makes my life easier because they get that extra layer of comfort. Okay, so let's do some numbers. Okay, let's say that they're buying a $200,000 house and they want to do $50,000 in repairs. Okay. They're going to get the loan for $180,000 because they're going to put 10% down and then they're going to pay cash for the upgrades that they do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. My advice instead, because you're going to have sixty thousand out of pocket, you're going to have ten to put. I'm sorry, twenty to put down, and then fifty. 50 you're so going to have 70. 70. Mm-hmm. Get your loan for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'm sorry. Get your loan for that the two hundred eighty thousand dollars, but put the fifty down when you close and get a construction loan or get a remodel loan. I mean, you end up at exactly the same place and. You spend a little bit more money having inspections done by a third party and a mortgage company to watch your contractor to make sure your contractor does it right. And your loan amount doesn't go up. Yeah. Put it down on the front end. Put your fifty extra $50,000 yeah. that you're going to use for the repairs on the front end. And so you're initially only going to borrow $130,000 and then borrow that fifty back as the repairs get made. Yeah, and see, what David's talking about is you, you, there's two different types of programs. There's a limited and there's a full. When you're doing the limited, you can go basically up to 35000 in repairs, and you really don't have to have 
and an inspector involved. But when you go over that $35,000 threshold, that's when you get the inspectors involved. Or if you go into structural stuff, that automatically kicks you into requiring the inspectors. But a lot of people, me included, I like to, you know, even even I like to do things on my own. So if you want to do any kind of your own repair work, if you're going over 35000 you can't do it. Because when you're staying under 35000 you're staying into the limited, you can kind of do some of your own stuff. They don't want you to. But... When you're going into that 35 plus, you're getting supervision. You're getting other people to come in to say, okay, one, we're going to make sure your project's going to get completed as it was designated, drawn out, drafted the whole nine yards down to what it says on line five, C3 in your bid, and your contractors performing exactly as they should mm-hmm. be. So you're protected on so many different levels. It's not just you trying to figure out all right, am I getting screwed here or is my contractor really doing what they're supposed to do or what? Because do you really know what kind of material they're putting in versus, you know, X material this versus X material that? Whereas an inspector, they're going to come in and be able to look at that material and figure out, wait a minute, that's not the material that's quoted on your bid. Yeah. So even though you're spending that extra money, like David said, but yet, it's like an insurance policy to make sure you're really getting everything that you I, promised. I'll give you another example. And I think you're specifically talking about a 203K remodeling loan, which is an FHA loan where there's the simple one for under 35 for window replacements and so forth, and there's the, the full one that you can do. So here's a, my next door neighbor bought a house, Williamson County, nice, big, expensive house, and was going to pay for the repairs as he went. Yep. Because he wanted to do some of the work on his own. Okay. Okay, hired a contractor to do it, got everything sheetrocked, got everything started the trim outs, and an inspector rolled up. <laughs> a county inspector rolled up, yeah, and said, "Hey, um, where's your permit?" Oh, and the contractor hopped in his truck and left. <laughs> yeah, because okay. he knew there was no permits. So if you do a two hundred three k loan or any kind of a bank remodeling loan, the bank we'll is going to say, "Where's the permit?" Right. Yeah. Where's the proof of insurance? Yeah. Where's your bond? Yeah. Right? See, these are all things that you as a consumer can ask for, right? Mm-hmm. But you may not know to ask for them. Yeah. And you may now have gotten a list that I told you just to ask for, right? But your bank, trust me, your bank- There's a checklist we go through. really worried about- They know. What's yeah. going to happen, what's not going to happen. By the way, even on an FHA 203K- the homeowner can do some of the work as long as it's agreed to in writing on the front of the contract. Yeah. It's limited, though. It's pretty limited. They don't want you doing any electrical work. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. They don't want you doing anything that's going to get people hurt. No. Surprise, surprise. It's, it's, there's a lot to it, and we've got to jump out to a break, but a lot of people don't realize you can do renovation loans for FHA. You can do conventional. You can do VA. So it's, not, it's no longer limited to just doing the FHA. You have limited and the full program for FHA, just like you do for conventional, and you can do the full-blown VA. And basically, you treat these loans just like you would treat just like any other purchase loans, but yet you just add the rehab characteristics to them, and that's the only twist. When we come back, I want to run through those numbers again, because I think I got a little lost. I want to make sure people understand how you can do it and pay for it 
without increasing your loan amount. Yeah, and then we're going to go over some of the basic stuff as well to show some people how they can get into a house, 3% down, 5% down, and still finance all this stuff as well. So, been listening to the Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. When we come back, we're going to wrap this sucker up and send you guys down the road ready to do some renovation loans. Yeah. <laughs> Talamandra. Hey, welcome back to News Radio 1510 WLAC. You're listening to the Money Man Mike Show, and we are talking renovation loans this morning. And, you know, it's kind of confusing to a lot of people because they think you can just do um, a refinance with renovation loans, but that's just not true. You can use it to to buy a, a house. You can use it to buy a conventional, or you can use a conventional loan to buy a house and have a conventional loan with it. You can do that with as little as 5% down. You can do a 15, 30 year fixed uh, term with that. You can do the same thing with an FHA loan. You can, instead of 5% down, you can, you can do three and a half percent down. Um, still the same, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30 year fixed options. Those are all still available. You can do the same thing with even a VA. VA is a little bit more restrictive on what they'll let you uh, do as far as repairs with uh, the conventional and the FHA. They have the limited and they have the full program as far as the renovations uh, loans are concerned. And, you know, they'll let you get into structural stuff. They'll let you get into knocking out walls, adding in, you know, expanding the footage, the square footage of the property and all that good stuff. Um there's certain things that you know that you'll have to do under a conventional loan that is then allowed from an FHA standpoint. So certain things will steer you one way or the other. Whereas if you stay with the VA loan, um, it's more of a cosmetic by nature kind of loan that they really won't get into all the the uh, structural stuff. But then if you want to do structural stuff, then we can do a one-time close with the VA loan. So there's all sorts of innovation things that you can do. It doesn't have to be an after the fact, uh, re, uh, refinance kind of option. So, um, so here's the biggest mistake I see people make What's that? with the 203k, uh, FHA remodel loan. They, they go and they write their contract on their house Yeah. and they give themselves 30 or 45 days to close. I was about to bring this exact same <laughs> yeah. thing. Because, because the realtor who has never done a 203K before says, time. yeah, you know, two or three days, you know, two or three. Yeah, but whatever. the reality is if you're in a, selling a house that five people made an offer on and these people want a 30-day close, you're going to rot whatever you can to get it. And in reality, I don't think you can do a renovation loan in 30 days. No. But, th- but here's the deal, though. How many people are going to be able to close in that house in – 30 days and actually close on it because most people are looking to be able to go in, close and be done. But if it's a house that it let, needs, let me, let me say scenes, this. If you, it's going to be ad if you, to. if you need a, you need a renovation loan, it's, yeah. you better give yourself 60 days because I can't tell you how many times I get the phone call. I'm, I need someone I need to give bid. me a bid together. Yeah. I need a bid. Okay. Well, tell me what you want to get done. Okay, great. And how soon do you need this bid? Well, I wow. need it today because I'm supposed to close <laughs> in two weeks. And I'm, I'm like, well, it's really nice talking to you. Yeah, Good luck yeah with that's that. not going to happen. I, yeah. I mean, you know, because because first off, I can't. I mean, it's I give you a bid today. What do you mean? I've got to fill out all the paperwork, and it's not that the paperwork is hard to fill out. It just takes time, and you got to do it detailed. You got to do it down to the stop scroll. what I'm doing to come look at it to begin with when I already had a full plate. Even if I was sitting at home with nothing else to do, 
I know better than to think that that's a two-week process. It's not. Because I have to meet with the inspector. I have to get the inspector's report. i got to make everything up to FHA requirements in addition to the repairs and so forth. And no customer knows right away exactly what they want because they don't understand the cost of things, which is normal. I mean, that's great. Right. You know, and but there's so much involved. Please, if you're going to do a remodel, give yourself an extra month. Give yourself yeah, an extra month. You absolutely need to. And that, that's an excellent point because, I mean, for most properties you're going to do this on with a purchase, it's not going to be the, the property that is out there, it's listed, and it's going to have a bidding war. And it's something that could easily be closed on unless you have nothing uh, easily be closed on in, you know, 30 days unless it's nothing but cash buyers. Yeah. And, but if it's something that a buyer, a buyer is going to have to get a loan on and it needs some extra love and attention, then you typically have a seller that's going to be more open and more lenient to or more open to the fact of, hey, I'm going to need 45 to 60, maybe even upwards of 90 days because when you go out and do a renovation loan, David was making a comment earlier um, about how – I can't remember what you were saying about something, but it was the bid. Yeah. The bid itself is extremely detailed. I mean it literally goes down to the first bedroom on the uh, first floor in this area of the house will have X type of hardwood floor. It will have this, this, this. I mean it's it's broken down – Literally part by part by part, and then they break out the amount of the pieces. I mean, edge and trim, drywall trim, or drywall pieces, and then they break out the labor separately from the parts. I can't remember exactly, but I would say that on the FHA form, there's 100 line items. There's a lot. I'm going to tell you this. If I'm the listing agent on a house that needs a renovation loan, and I get more than one offer, and one of them is just like, I'll pay you, I'm doing a conventional loan, I'm going to take it that every day over sure. a renovation loan. Yeah, it's your prerogative. I mean, I'm going to advise my people, too. I just think that there's a lot of red tape tied to it. I mean, I know that there's situations, and I realize that houses that need a lot of work, if you upfront say, hey, I'm going to try to do this renovation loan, I'm going to need 90 days versus 60 or, bef- uh, at least, you know. Well, hold on. Let me, let me stop you right there. Why would you take the conventional loan over the renovation loan? Because if it's just a straight up loan versus a renovation loan, it's going to be easier to do. But will the will the conventional loan will the property appraise as is right now? Well, it's going to depend on the property, but I'm going to say yeah. If the property will appraise, then yeah, I get your point. You would sell the house in 30 days. But if the property will not appraise, it's going to be subject to the repairs. I think also you got to remember, 2017 is. An unusual year. Yeah, I mean, that's Way. true. Absolutely. 2016 was an unusual year. And it's starting to feel like it's usual, but it's an unusual yeah. situation. No, it's still very much disheartening for and buyers. And if I was a seller, I would be like, okay, bring me cash. Yeah, you bring, would, because go, somebody go, out there Go get has an investor it. and get me cash. Yeah. Right, because there is somebody out there that's got cash. Yeah. Kind of in a more normal market. Where you may not get an offer right then, away. Well, and that's when I think bit. you're going to see a lot of this come back around. Yeah. That's like foreclosures right now. There's hardly any. Yeah. There's not. There's but not that many. If you're the buyer, people like going back to the example I was saying. If you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar house and you're going to put twenty thousand down, so you're going to borrow one hundred eighty, and you want to pay cash for your fifty thousand dollars worth of remodels, you're better off putting down seventy, doing that loan for one hundred eighty, and then having that bank provide the inspections and the draws as the work gets completed because because the other thing is that people don't know this about 
FHA in particular, when the contractor says, I need $20,000 for materials because I'm broke and I can't afford to pay for them myself and I don't have any credit, <laughs> they don't, people, customers don't know that that's what right. they're saying. Yeah. Right. Right. They're saying, oh, I'm broke. I need $20,000 right. for materials because I ain't got no credit and I ain't, and, you know, the FHA says no. Uh, that that's actually one of the things you were talking about. Yeah. We as lenders, you were talking about lenders checking us out with or checking out mm-hmm. the permits and all that stuff. We will vet out everything, and we have oh, yeah. to vet out the buy the the, the builders themselves to yeah. protect the that's right. to protect the buyers against a builder that's not legit. So let me let me be, tell the it. selfish side of it. Right, I don't know this buyer unless I do know him, but you know in general I don't know the buyer. And so when I say I want a $20,000 deposit, it's not because I'm broke. It's not because I need the money. It's because I don't know you. Yeah. And I need you to pay your bill. Yeah. Well, if I know that there's a loan and I know that it's a lender, mm-hmm. when the lender says this is done according to national home builder standards and we don't have any dispute about whether or not this work is actually done properly, I'm going to get paid. Absolutely. I may get paid slower than a customer who's paying cash. Right. But you're going to get your money. I'm sure. financially secure. I don't care about getting paid slower. Right. I don't care if it takes another 30 days. You know the money's sitting there. I, yeah, I, I'm okay. Yeah. I got I got good credit. I got, well, it's all right. Whatever. It takes another 30 days. So I love the FHA or conventional, either one of those remodel loans, because I know that my buyer is protected. And so when I know that my buyer is protected. You're protected. I'm protected. And, what, and I know that they're... On even ground. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How many renovation loans do you have going? Three right now. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing a lot of renovations right now because I'm building so many homes. I'm not doing – I'm only doing one right now, to be honest with you. I don't know that I've ever done one, ever. You see it more I've on houses. Five, you see it more on houses that have been sitting in the market for a while. Yeah. So all of a sudden it becomes more of a creative tool to, to yeah. get that house off the market. And then uh, people that uh, – the refinances. You see more of it on the refinances as well. So um, as a seller and you're trying to sell, if you're trying to move a property, you have had no luck. Could you go ahead and start the process for a renovation as far as like lining up contractors yeah. and lining up people? It well, has you to be from the well, What buyer. you can do from a marketing perspective is you can go out and you can say, David Lukey, I need a bid to do these items. And then you could also go to Sean Haggerty, who's a good friend of mine, yeah. who's an inspector, an FHA inspector, and yeah. say, will this home be worth, and what what do these things need to do? And you could hand to a buyer. You could yes. put it out as a marketing. Yes. This is your final loan amount. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. This is your final value because how much yeah. they want to put into it, they can right. put whatever they right. want into it. This is your final value. These are the repairs that we're specking. We're going to spec a new kitchen with cabinets and da-da-da. And these are the cabs that they can choose. And I've actually worked with a seller to do this before. Lay it all out and say, here it is. Here's our cabinet samples. Here's our countertop samples. Here's our this or that. And this is what your home will look like when it's done. And here's your turnkey lender. This is ba- you Basically, you're taking the shows you see online and how you did your one remodeling show online. Mm-hmm. You're taking at house and fast forward and saying, okay, here's what this future is going to be. Here's how it's going to look. Here's what it's going to be worth. Here's what the materials are going to be, blah, 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 blah. And here's how we get there. Think about how I write a presale. I got a blank piece of dirt right. and I say, if you do this, this, and this, this is what your dream home is going to look like. And this is how much it's going to cost you. Yeah. Right. And you do don't the want the exact same thing for a remodel. Yeah. And then you could tweak it and adjust it, but you don't want to do it all on the front end as yourself as a seller because 
you're the seller and you don't know what your buyer's oh, no, You should want. definitely call Andrew if you have a home to sell that needs a lot of remodeling, and Andrew will contact yeah. me. Because I, we'll put I know all the people. And, <laughs> and we will say, this you. is what your dream home is. going, And you're going to get more value for your seller, and you're going to get more security for your buyer. Heck yeah. Cool. JT saying we got to go. We don't have any more time for singing unless she's going to close this show up a little karaoke. No. <laughs> Come on. Not. Come I'm on. not ooh, singing. Ooh. I thought on. about yodeling, but yodeling. people have like turned the channel. Oh, so. my God. We'll be discontinued, well, man. Turn <laughs> hey, you've been listening to Money Man Mike Show here on News Radio 1510 WLAC. Check us out on Facebook at Money Man Mike Radio and online at moneymanmike.net. Have a good day. We're out.